What up, guys? I'm Matt FX. And I'm Michelle Santucci. And we are down in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest 2017. Join us as we check out some music, some food trucks, some surprises along the way, and cruise the streets of Austin on day three of Unpacked here at South by Southwest. Today in Austin, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Matt is uh, officially wearing shorts. And like a chef's jacket kimono <laughs> thing up You're top. ready. You're ready for food trucking. I am. I love it. Always. Wednesday feels like we've been here for a month. We're now at the point where there are like four or five things happening per hour that like there's some level of obligation to check out. Now's when the scheduling really you have to just throw it out the window. And that's the thing. There are these foreign bands and it's like that for me feels like the people worth catching. Got to choose wisely. Playing for the first time in the States and things like that. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Some other things going on in Austin today. Shout out to our friends at Neon Gold who are throwing a showcase. They've got some incredible artists on the, the lineup today. Japanese House, Younger, Matt Mason. A good friend of mine, uh, Brandon Wardell, he's a comedian based out of LA. He uh, throws a party called Teen Party. I mean, I've DJed it twice and I've played everything from Aaron Carter, That's How I Beat Shaq, to Bewitched, to, uh, you know, C'est La Vie and uh, Space Hansen. Jam. Did you ever play Hanson? I haven't Bob? yet, but I could. I've seen him go from like Party in the USA to Santana on his Spotify. This sounds like my kind of party. People are just like jumping up and down. Peems is playing, Lizzo's playing, Fat Tony's playing. What did you do last night, Michelle? Later today, we're actually going to talk to Jimmy Eat World, but last night they played an amazing show at Stubbs. My 15-year-old self was having the best time ever. They played so many hits. They had a new record come out late last year. It was fantastic. So we're going to talk to them a little bit later on. I happened to see Wyclef walking around the streets of Austin yesterday. Very cool. I swear that guy like doesn't sleep. He's no. always somewhere. He's always doing something. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of incredible. What did you do last night? So sometime <laughs> yesterday afternoon, I just, I got a really mysterious text. Uh, someone sent me this flyer with a bunch of logos and very little information on it. Had the address and then under that said, tell the boat captain 4303. Of course. I looked up on Google Maps how, how far this address was. It's about 15 minutes up sort of north along the, the coastline. So we get to this dock and uh, there's a bouncer there and I, I tell him the code and he goes, oh, what makes you think I'm letting you win? I've been turning so many people away. And so, you know. Eventually landed on this boat shuttle, and, you know, the last thing I expected coming down to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest was sunset on a lake in a boat, and after, what, a 15-minute shuttle, we pulled into this, like, grotto where there was just this, like, giant sort of, like, fortress. <laughs> Pretty sure the song that was playing as we were rolling in was, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party, <laughs> and I'm like, what are we doing here? There's, like, cotton candy and popcorn and, like, barbecue and Mario Kart, but maybe 40 people there tops. That's wild. So uh, we stayed for a few hours, got some free swag, and then got the boat back into the city to go downtown and check out some more bands. Moral of the story is you got to ride a, a boat <laughs> in Austin. The, the moral of the story is I got to ride a boat in Austin, and it was pretty damn cool. This is Michael Corcoran, an Austin music critic who's been to every South by Southwest, and this is your Daily Festival Fact. The acts that play South by Southwest, they make $250 each, you know, whether they're Metallica or, I don't know, Shoe Polish Babyhead or something. They all get the same amount. And in 2009, Metallica played a 2,000-capacity club, Stubbs. And what Metallica requires when they, when they do concerts is they usually play for about an hour. They have to warm up for about an hour, and they usually have a room. They play arenas, so there's always a room there they could do that. But at Stubbs, there was no room, and so Metallica had to warm up in a U-Haul that was parked outside the venue. And so fans were lined up to get in to see Metallica while the band was playing a few feet away from them, and they had no idea. They probably thought it was just a U-Haul with a great sound system. 
I'm Michael Corcoran, and that was your Daily Festival Fact. We've got our data sorcerers, Jordan Gremley and Lucas Corley, back with us today to talk a little bit about bands that are bubbling up on Spotify and are also playing down here at South by Southwest. Jordan? Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, I'm Jordan, and uh, with me here is Lucas, our music data analyst. We are cleared for takeoff, and uh, we're bringing you new bands because math. That's what we're doing this week. Yesterday, we told you to go see an artist called uh, Tamika Jones. She's from Austin. She's a soul singer. Lucas, you saw her. How was she? I did, yeah. She was amazing. Incredibly tight band. I don't know, one of the better live experiences I've had so far at the festival. Oh, that's high praise. Yeah. You've seen a lot of bands this week. I have. Yeah. As do most people at South by Southwest. Yeah. I may have been a little bit biased. I was sitting in a padded throne-esque chair and drinking <laughs> a really cheap drink, which okay. doesn't happen very often at South by. Sounds but great. I was fully, fully swayed. That's awesome. Crowd was into it. People were going crazy. Everything was amazing. Yeah, definitely. She had a couple of people come up to her after the set to take photos with her. Basically, the band was interacting with the crowd. You could definitely tell she's a local artist with a local fan base, but hopefully she catered to some new fans as yeah, well. Yeah, after a performance like that, and after the, if the data tells the story in the right way, like we think it will, then she's going to get a lot bigger outside yeah. of Austin as well. She at least has one new fan in Lucas. Look at that. Nice. All right, cool. So now who's the next star based on data that we are uh, going to recommend today? All right, today we're looking at Biznaga, which is a band that I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly for. It's a Spanish punk album outfit out of Madrid, and this is actually their first U.S. show tonight. So they released an album on January 20th, and what's really interesting is that in the data, you can slowly start to see the streams from that release spreading beyond Spain and into other countries. So the band playing their first U.S. show is kind of a, a reflection of that and definitely speaks to the global nature of South by Southwest as a festival. Yeah, you go around to like every venue, to every street, and there's like, here's the Portugal showcase, here's the British showcase. There's just bands from everywhere here. And this, I think, is a really good example of that, where this is a band that's starting to get popular in markets outside of Spain. And uh, we're going to be able to see them right here at South by in Austin. Yep, Friends at uh, 10 o'clock tonight. That's the name of the venue. Yes. And just the general concept is a good thing, too, of Friends, <laughs> and it's the name of the venue also. Uh, so we're going to go check them out tonight. Tomorrow we'll be back and tell you how, uh, how the data did and give you a new pick here on Cleared for Takeoff. So being down at South by Southwest, there's a lot of walking, and with a lot of walking comes a lot of chafing. And sometimes you just want to sit down and take a ride and not move your two feet. And so, you know, this week I want to try a few other ways of getting around, and we just called a pedicab, met an so awesome driver named John. Yeah, I'm riding in a pedicab, and it's totally sick. I mean, I was just saying to the driver, like, in New York, this is such a jip. It's like Times Square, they're charging you 50 bucks, they don't really take you anywhere. So we're like... We're going. We're going across the city right now. It's so dope. I'm John Camp, and I'm a pedicab driver in Austin, Texas. So how long have you been driving a pedicab? Oh, a couple of years now. Yeah? Yeah. How has South by changed for you now that you've started working it as a pedicab driver? Um, it's cool, you know, I get to live vicariously through uh, all the passengers, you know. Like, I don't get to go in, but it feels like I'm part of the, uh, the atmosphere of the party kind of oh, thing. Oh, sure. So... I don't necessarily learn a lot doing this job. Socializing, yeah. But it keeps me out of the nine to five, which I really like. Yeah. I really Work appreciate that. Do you have any like horror stories with driver, like passengers, like anything terrible or? One time a cop like commandeered my cab and like went to go chase down somebody. Seriously? And, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. We caught the guy and uh, uh, it, was, it was gnarly. It was the first time I ever seen anybody get tased.
What's up, you guys? We are Jimmy Eat World, and you're listening to Unpacked. We are here with Jimmy Eat World, and I am uh, personally very excited. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to come and chat with us. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Absolutely. And we're uh, we're backstage at the 310 space. This show is coming up in like five minutes, and you're excited about it. Yes. Well, I think what's going to be super cool about this is we've invited like 200 of your biggest fans that are down here in this area. So oh, awesome. um, super unique setup. You know, we, we, we play large festivals sure. sometimes, yep. but we also play like situations like this where it's it's like 100 or, or even less. And it's just a different experience entirely. At a certain capacity of people, the audience just kind of takes on a singular entity. Mm, that's it's like a, just a, a, a sort of strange persona that you're kind of performing for. Right. Instead of like a, at a gig like this, where it's just, you know, you can make eye contact with everybody. It's a different kind of way to connect. Absolutely. So I think this will be uh, right up your alley then. How many South Bys have you guys been to? We were just tra- talking, I think this is the 30th year. How many times have you guys been third. down? This is like our third, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And the last one we were at was in 99, I think. We headlined like a tent. We were on tour with At The wow. Drive-In. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they yeah. played with us. How many more shows do you guys have lined up while you're here? Uh, a couple. Okay. Yeah. We're not doing the whole let's kill ourselves to promote something. So not like 11 shows in three days kind of thing. We're past no, that. No. We're way past that. No, that's a young man's game. <laughs> we're, do, we're doing just enough. Perfect. Yeah. Well, cool. On with the show, because I know you're ready. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today, Jim Eno caught up with Rag and Bone Man after his Spotify single session, recorded live at Public Hi-Fi Studio here in Austin. We're here with Jim Eno, as well as the incredible Rag and Bone Man. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. We just finished a really incredible session, Spotify singles, Rag and Bone Man. Tell us which two tracks you performed. Uh, So we did Human, which is uh, my current single. Um, And also we did Try Again by Leah. An incredible cover too. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, really uh, pulled out all the all the fun toys. We <laughs> yeah, had some man. synths coming out. It was beautiful. What made you choose that track? Uh, well, we've been messing around with the the melody of it for for a long time. You know, it, you know when you just in rehearsals and stuff, and you know you mess around with different melodies and stuff, and then it just came around. Um, and I kind of wanted to, to do it for a while, but. Um, Today was the right day. <laughs> it most certainly was. Jim, you added some magic today, too. Yeah. What were some of the fun things that we did here to make the sound? I, I, it was great because it, you guys didn't come in with like a specific plan. It was like, let's start with this beat and this piano, mm. and then it's like, hey, I'm hearing this sound, and we could play around and find some different things. It's like, you know, that's what you, I love to do in the studio. So yeah, I'm glad you guys it were It was a proper that. creative day. You know, exactly, creative time, yeah. So yeah. Those are the best ones. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, everybody will get to hear that when we drop these singles mm. on Spotify very soon. So I know it's your first South by Southwest, so normally we've been asking people about their South by Southwest survival tips, but yeah. since you just arrived, yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are your ideas about what this is going to be like and what are you looking forward to this week? Mm. Well, you know what? I don't really get to see live music that much. You know, like festival season in the UK, you're always just in and out. You never see anybody. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to, just doing my stuff and then going and checking out some other people. Amazing. You've come to the right place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you guys again. Session was amazing. Go see Rag and Bone Man if you're down here in Austin, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, man. All right.
Hey yo, it's your boy Matt FX, and I am on the hunt for the tastiest bites in Austin's food truck scene. This is Heaven is a Food Truck. We are here on South Congress in Elizabeth, a little bit away from downtown Austin. You know, we decided to try something different. We are at the Science Cream Truck. They make fresh ice cream with liquid nitrogen right before your eyes. My name is Jose Vaca. I work here at the Science Cream here on South Congress. Yeah, I freeze it right before your eyes here with liquid nitrogen. That's minus 321 degrees. If you put your finger in there, it'll fall off that easy. And it, the people like to see the show, you know? It's like witchcraft. <laughs> so we got three different versions. We got the pistachio oil, the strawberry berrylicious, and the salted caramel. This stuff is so, so good. It's so creamy. This is like the weirdest word to use, but I've been waiting to use this word. The mouthfeel of this ice cream is so excellent. Watching it just sort of turn into ice cream in front of your eyes is such a cool, I mean, it's magic. It's like actual molecular gastronomy. Super excited to sit down today with Margaret Moser, who's an absolute legend in the Austin music scene. She's been down here for over 30 years as a music journalist. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for asking me. Can you give the listeners just a little bit of history of sort of where you come from? I was really fortunate uh, to spend most of my growing up years in the South in places like New Orleans and Houston. My parents were very into music too, popular music of all kinds. It, and then the Beatles came along. and but the, but the Beatles were really important for all that kind of stuff because uh, like places in, in Austin that were primarily uh, country western mm. or, um, you know, just sort of circuit places for big bands and stuff like that, all of a sudden uh, places like that began to develop their own scenes because people yeah. wanted to hear that music and they wanted to, to hear it live as well as on the radio. So I also understand that you're part of the Austin Music Awards. Can you talk to us about what role you play in that and how many years you've been involved? I was so fortunate in... Uh, living here in Austin to go to work for the Austin Chronicle in 1981, which was the year they started. Not long after they started up, they uh, started a music poll there, and within a year of doing the music poll, they had a music awards show. Wow. I directed 29 of the 35 shows. Wow. One of the things that, that has been so interesting about this was that we were five years old the first year South by Southwest came around, and South by Southwest needed us to sort of flesh out their weekend. So, mm. And it very, became very obvious to me in a very short period of time that South by Southwest gonna, was going to be tremendously important to the Music Awards because all of a sudden, not only were we able to show the rest of the world what we were doing here in Austin, but the rest of the world got interested in what we were doing down here, too. The second-to-last Music Awards I directed, Bruce Springsteen was our guest star. Wow. And it was because of South by Southwest. And so we very much appreciate that connection over the years. Mutual partnership. Very much. And there's a, an award named after you? There is an award named after me. It's 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 delightful to, to have that, to honor the women who have worked like me. But I'm also really proud that the city of Austin, three years ago when I retired from the Chronicle, named a plaza after me. And it's right over at 3rd and Oasis by where the Austin Music Hall was. Very cool. And I think they did that mostly because I had also been very involved in kids' music around town and encouraging young people to play. So is that how you got your nickname, the matriarch of the Austin music scene? I suspect that probably <laughs> is exactly how it came along that, the fact that I, I mommied several generations of rock critics and musicians, too, you know. Any favorite South By memories? I always wear this this one pass here for Doug Somm, who I like to think of as sort of the godfather of, 
of, uh, of Texas music the same year that we were also honoring Sterling Morrison from the Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. We had had a big show to honor Doug, but we also had a big show uh, set to honor Sterling, and for that we brought in John Cale from the Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. I worship his music. I have for many years. So does my editor and uh, co-founder of the Music Awards, Louis Black. And we were standing on the side of the stage, and we were just breathless. We had been waiting for this moment, maybe all of our lives, you know. <laughs> all of a sudden, all the things that we had been doing came together so that we could bring this person that we had admired so much to our stage to show our friends, mm-hmm. you know, our city, this is what we do, to all these people coming into South by Southwest. And the moment they started, Lewis and I looked at each other and we picked up our hands like little bunnies and we hopped in <laughs> happiness on the side of the stage. And if you see Lewis Black running around South by Southwest, I want you to picture that in your mind. Because <laughs> I'm going to go up to him and ask him if he could do some hopping. hopping. <laughs> he could do some hopping with us. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Margaret. Yeah, you're welcome. That's fantastic. So today on Newbie Thoughts, I'm having some realizations about South by Southwest, and somehow simultaneously it feels like it is exactly what I expected and nothing like what I expected at all. Walking down 6th Street at nighttime, 100% what's been in my head all these years. Just, you know, young people wandering around drunk, venue owners trying to get you inside. It's just sort of like this giant sort of scene of people falling over each other. Like, that's sort of what's been in my head all these years. But then, you know... You have these daytime shows. You have very, very stylish people walking around as well. It's not all just sort of like t-shirt and short festival goers. There's all these different types of events. It's interesting. Like, it's definitely a much more complex festival than I thought it was. There are a million different things to discover. Good people, we are done for the day. Come back tomorrow for more action from Austin. I'm Michelle Santucci. And I'm Matt FX. Thanks for listening. Good night. Unpacked is a Spotify original podcast produced with help from Whitney Donaldson, Andrew Chug, and Margaret Kelly at Slate Group Studios. Special thanks to Kate McGee from right here in Austin, Natalie Tilla, Christina Choi, Rob Fitzpatrick, William Garrett, and Jack Mason at Spotify. We've got our resident data sorcerers, Data Gremly. Oh, my God. (laughs) Data gremlins?